to leak All your floors really squeak You live in a money pit Money pit If your basement needs a pump Or your place looks like a dump You live in a money pit Money pit Pick up the telephone Fix up your home sweet home I call an 888 money pit Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Give us a call right now with your home improvement project, your do-it-yourself dilemma, because we are here to help you turn your place from house to home to castle. We're in the anti-money pit business. We all know that sometimes your house feels like a money pit, but this is the money pit solution. We're in the money pit prevention business. So join us by picking up the phone and calling us at 1-888-MONEY-PIT and pour your home improvement heart out to us because we are here to make it all better. We'll make it all go away. No, we're not going to come there and do it for you, but just short of that, we'll make sure (laughs) you know how to get the job done. That's right. We've got a busy show planned for you today. First up, if you still have old drafty windows that are really just sucking those energy dollars right out of your wallet, you might be one of the few holdouts because a federal energy tax credit expires at the end of the year. And that means the clock is ticking on replacement windows. So you ought to get to it. Learn what you need to know to get that project done on time and on budget in just a bit. And we've been hearing green as a big buzzword in the home improvement industry. And it's becoming very popular to think about eco-friendly improvements when you're remodeling your home. So coming up later this hour, we're going to talk to the designer who took a mold-infested house and turned it into a green dream. And perhaps you are very successful in everything in life but garage organization. If that's you, (laughs) we're going to help you this hour because we've got a great prize we're giving away. It's a garage gear kit from Gladiator Garage Works. It's worth 40 bucks. It's going to help you organize that space. So give us a call right now. It's going to go out to one caller that wins this at random that reaches us on the phone at 1-888-MONEYPIT with their home improvement question. You can also post it to our Facebook page as well. 888-666-3974. Let's get to it. Leslie, who's first? Richard in Illinois has a question about roofing. What can we do for you today? Yes, ma'am. Um, I've got a home that uh, we've just moved into in April, and I, the previous owner had called, it's, it's a flat roof, and okay. there's only about five of these flat roofs in town. Well, the, the previous owner called it a rubber membrane roof. Okay. And it's got some kind of a coating over the top of it. It sort of kind of looks like the stuff that you would reseal a driveway with. And before I would just get something like that and put on, you know, like a tar driveway. Uh, before I did something like that, I wanted to kind of find out about it, but none of the home improvement stores around here could really tell me anything about it. Well, so. because it's more of a commercial product than a, than a residential product. Are you? Do you have a leak with it right now, or are you just trying to make sure you understand how to take care of it, Rich? I have no leak right now. Everything right. is wonderful in it. That's, that's uh, a good I thing. I just want to find out beforehand. I, as he said, you should do it every year. Well, maybe, maybe not. Now, if it's a built-up roof... A built-up tar and gravel roof. It's made up of multiple layers of tar and tar paper with a surface that's usually gravel. That's like your standard type of flat roof installation. You know, with that, you really don't have to seal it every every year unless it develops a leak. If it's a membrane roof, like a rubber membrane, 
then you almost have to do no maintenance to it, again, unless it develops a leak, which is very, very unusual. So I can't figure out what exactly the guy is doing every year. If it doesn't have any kind of a gravel surface, sometimes the flat roofs are painted with something called fibrous aluminum, which puts a reflective coating on there and helps to reflect some of the UV from the sun, and that makes it last a little bit longer. But I would not panic over this unless I'm having a leak. Um, is, this, is this a roof that you can kind of get up on and, and uh, take a look at? Oh, very easily, yeah. The, the okay. roof itself, color-wise, is black. It's black, yeah. Yeah. So there's no covering. Does it look like a rubber membrane? Uh, you can see these squares, these four-by-eight squares. Okay. Uh, well, you know, it, sound, it sounds like a good roof. I don't think there's anything you need to do to it. I don't know what the guy was uh, selling you every year in terms of maintenance, but the flat roof is not leaking. I would uh, just leave well enough alone. If it's not broke, don't fix it. Exactly. <laughs> Thank All right, you Rich. Very much. Enjoy it. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. Elaine in Alabama, welcome to the Money Pit. What can we do for you today? Uh, I have a question. I had a leaky roof uh, next to the. I was leaking next to the wall of the house, outside wall, uh, and the ceiling is uh, marred and discolored. I know what to do about that, but I've, my question is, what can I do about the wallpaper where the water ran down the wall? Well, has the leak been fixed? Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, and the wallpaper is now water damaged? Uh, it's got that orangey, dirty water-looking yeah. streaks on it. You know, that's what's happened is you've actually had a sort of a chemical reaction between the paper and the water that leaked through. And unfortunately, that's not something that you can reverse. So this is a situation where you'd have to actually replace that wallpaper. Okay. Is that a possibility? I, I guess so, if I have to. Yeah. It's only that, a small amount above a sliding glass mm -hmm. door. Yeah, I mean, you could try to clean it with a little bit of TSP very, very gently, but I'd also be concerned about that same cleaning solution, taking the color out of the wallpaper. Mm -hmm. It might fade it out. Okay. All right, I'll try that before I redo the wallpaper. <laughs> All right, Elaine. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Leslie, who's next? All right, now we've got Bob who needs some help with this central air question. How can we help you today? Yeah, hi, guys. Um, listen, I have a ranch-style home. I have one-zone air conditioning, and it's a three-bedroom house. Uh, and everyone else has moved out. And I'm just wondering, is there any way to split that so it would be able to just cool my bedroom at night and, you know, save me a little money and be more efficient? So you want to cool just your bedroom at night but everything else during the day? Yeah, yeah. Well, you'd have to fine. put... You, you could put motorized uh, dampers on it and control those... Uh, uh, with a zone control so that it would basically be timed to only cool one area of the house, then close those ducts off, cool another area of the house. But frankly, by the time you get through the expense of putting all those in, you could also have the ducts, you know, split uh, by an HVAC contractor and add a second air conditioning compressor for the same kind of money. Uh, what I would suggest you do is if you have bedrooms that you're not using right now, there's probably some manual dampers uh, in the duct system that should be turned off to those rooms because you definitely don't need to cool those rooms. Right. Okay. So uh, the effective way would probably or cost-effective is to get a guy in and just get a small unit in uh, to do the one bedroom for the nighttime. Yeah, you know what you might want to do is to get a uh, split ductless system. It's basically like having a whole house air conditioning system, except it's designed for one small area. You have a compressor outside, and you have an air handler unit that hangs on the wall inside. It's much quieter, too, than a traditional window unit, and less expensive than a full-fledged second zone. 
And so many people make that type of system, Fujitsu, Whirlpool. I mean, they're, they are out there. Yeah, it's so quiet. We have a Fujitsu split duckless in our radio studio, and none, nobody can hear it when we have all the microphones on. All right, that that's great. That that sounds like an answer to my problem. Then I'm saving me a few uh, few dollars on the long run and uh, save a little. Yeah, bit that's of probably a better solution than trying to get into installing zone controls. Okay, that that sounds good. I, right. I appreciate the the advice. You're very welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Now you can call in your home repair or your home improvement question 24 hours a day, 7 days a week at 1-888-MONEYPIT. 888-666-3974. Up next, are your old, drafty, and inefficient windows costing you big bucks? You might think you don't have the budget for replacement windows this year, but we've got info on a soon-to-expire tax credit that could change your mind. We'll tell you about that next. portion of the Money Pit is brought to you by Bear Premium Exterior Weatherproofing Wood Stains and Finishes with an advanced 100% acrylic resin to protect decks, siding, and fences from sun, rain, snow, and ice. The line offers long-lasting beauty and excellent durability. For more information, visit Bear.com. That's B-E-H-R.com. Bear products are available exclusively at the Home Depot. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show, where home solutions live. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. You know, a garage sale is a great way to clear out clutter and even earn a few bucks in the process. Now, when you're done, your car might actually even fit into your newly organized garage. Not possible. I I can't even imagine how that might work. (laughs) So pick up the phone and give us a call at 1-888-MONEY-PIT because our prize this hour can truly help you get an organized garage. We are given away a gear kit from Gladiator Garage Works. Now you're going to get a 32 inch piece of gear track and then a whole bunch of different hooks to hang all of those things that are just lying around your garage. It's worth 38 bucks but it could be priceless if you actually use it and organize your garage. So give us a call at 1-888-MONEYPIT for your chance to win. 888-666-3974. Well, speaking of the garage, it can get quite stuffy, but if you feel like your house is getting a sunburn this summer and your air conditioning bills are soaring along with the outside temperatures, it might be a really good time to replace your windows. The experts at Simonton say windows that are older and inefficient can cause your energy bills to skyrocket in both the summer and the colder winter months. So the solution, though, is replacement windows. And you can start seeing a return on that investment almost immediately because you start saving money basically from the minute they're installed. That's right. You know, and here's the best part. Through the end of this year, homeowners can get up to 30% of the purchase price of their windows returned as a federal tax credit when they meet certain criteria. And when you buy qualifying Simonton windows this year, you can also get up to $150 towards your tax preparation cost for 2010. So not only do you get a tax credit from Uncle Sam, you also get cash to pay the accountant. You can't beat that. <laughs> what a deal. For more details, you can visit simonton.com slash H&R Block. 
888-666-3974. What project is on your mind? We'd love to help. Now we've got Rita on the line who needs some help with paint removal and stone. Welcome, Rita. How can we help you? Hi. Um, I have a farmhouse. It's about 100 years old. And in the living room, we have a fireplace that's surrounded by, it looks like it's been painted. It looks like it was stone. But it's all painted white now, and I want to try to take the paint off. Mm -hmm. But my question is, I don't know if, what if it is not real stone? What if it's just a facade? Is that going to, will I ruin what's underneath it by trying to take the paint off with a paint remover? Probably not. Uh, I would I would try to see how a paint remover works for you. If it's not going well, remember In you can In the sit- smallest, least obvious area. <laughs> yeah, if it doesn't go well, you can always repaint. All right, so any, any kind of paint remover I can use and just see how it works. Yeah, see if it comes off. You know, it's probably a veneer, so it's probably a thin stone. But, you know, the paint remover should work fine with that. It shouldn't have any effect on it. Oh, okay. Okay. And you want to look at a paint remover that sort of allows you to see the process. There's one that I've worked with called Rock Miracle, R-O-C Miracle. And it goes on sort of like a paste, and you can see that it's working and see that as it removes the paint. And it's fairly easy to follow, and I've had great success with that. Um, But there are so many on the market, so it's just up to you and what you can find in your area. Very good. Rock Miracle, I'll look for that. Otherwise, I'll take my chances on regular. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Thank you, guys. You're very welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at 1-888-MONEYPIT. John in New Jersey, welcome to the Money Pit. How can we help you today? Yes, thank you for taking my question. Uh, I have a uh, a stone patio that I, I constantly have weed problems with, and I've uh, used a spray. Somebody said that you can use brush cement or something. What would you suggest to get rid of those weeds? I would use Roundup. Yeah, I've done that, uh, but they, they keep on coming back. Is there any permanent solution? Are they growing in between the stones themselves, sort of in like the grout line? Uh, between the stones themselves, yes. Yeah. There's a product called Joint Lock Locking Sand. Is it from Quickrete, Tom? It's Quickrete that makes it, yes. Um, and it's a, it's a sand, it's sort of like a polymer it's a, sand it's product. It's a polymer-based sand. It's sort of they, like a sand with a glue in it. Yeah, that you would sweep over the, the stone patio surface, so now you're filling in the essential grout lines with this sand. And then once it's filled in, you would spray it with a hose, and that sort of glues all of that sand together making it impossible for bugs and weeds to grow up in between but it's not a permanent bond say you should ever need to replace one of those stones for whatever reason you can sort of jiggle it loose and then pop a new one in i see that's perfect thank you very much all right well good luck with that project john thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 money pit now we're going to talk to genevieve in connecticut who's dealing with a hardwood floor situation what can we do for you oh i feel like you're my neighbor. Oh, good. I have hardwood floors, Mm -hmm. and I tried, oh, Murphy's oil soap and this and that. It's still not right. What can I do? Well, what are you trying to do to the floors? You you have stains on them? They're dirty? Yeah, stains and dirty. Genevieve, if you're using uh, products like Murphy's oil soap and it's not coming clean, it might be time to think about refinishing the floors. Now, there's an easy way to do that. If the floors aren't... uh, physically damaged, you can rent a floor buffer with a sanding screen. Oh, wonderful. And you can buff the floor and lightly abrade the surface. It's pretty easy to do. And then once that's all done, you can damp mop all of the dust away, let it dry really good, and then you mop on a couple of coats of polyurethane. And I do mean mop on. You use something called a lamb's wool applicator. It looks like sort of a, a wet mop for your kitchen. 
and you mop on the urethane, work your way out the door, you know, go away for four or five hours, and uh, you're done. Wonderful. So it doesn't Wonderful. have to be a big job. No, because I have to tackle that because it, it would be so nice to get my house in order. Yeah, it's a good project because um, hardwood floors add a lot of value, and this is not a difficult project. If you want more tips, we've got a great article on how to do just that at moneypit.com. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. Now we've got Fred who needs some help with my favorite kind of house, a tutor. What can we do for you? Hi, Tudor's about twenty three years old and I have on the siding Masonite stucco boards which mm-hmm. over the last year or two have started to bow out mm-hmm. and need to be replaced. But I can't seem to find these boards any longer since they're not manufactured. And I'm wondering what I could, since I don't want to replace all of the panels, the stucco, I just want to replace those that are bowed out. I'm looking for some alternative for that particular product. Mm. Yeah, it's an interesting uh, problem because you're talking about the composite siding boards that sort of had the fake stucco look. Mm -hmm. And I'm surprised they lasted you 23 years, especially with that Tudor design, because there's a lot of places that water uh, sort of gets caught and causes the panels to swell and decay and deteriorate. And so right now you have to get those off of there because if you leave them, that can actually start to impact the structure as well. You don't want to have that moisture getting into the framing because then you have the framing that can rot. Now, in terms of what you can do about this, um, can we attack this one side of the house at a time? Is that possible? Well, the only problem I had is that well, I've looked at uh, hardy planks, which make, I guess, a, a cement fiber board. Yeah, but it's the, extremely the text- durable. Yeah, the texture on it is so significantly different from the texture on the masonite boards that I think it would show up. Because the masonite board has more of a there's more of a rough stucco finish to it. Uh, yeah, I'm, the one I have seems to be very rough. All right, so let me give you a suggestion. It. Let me give you a suggestion. One of the things that you could do is if you could try using the hardy plank board, and then on top of that, you could use an epoxy patching compound and trowel it on. And try to mimic the appearance of the of the masonite board, and then if you paint it all the same color, you know it might actually blend in pretty nicely. Very good. All right. Good luck with your tutor. Uh, thanks. I'm going to need it. <laughs> all right, thanks Fred. for your help. I appreciate it. You're very welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Up next, if you've been thinking that you'd like to make energy-efficient and eco-friendly home improvements, you are not alone because it's a trend that seems to be here to stay. That's right. Up next, we're going to give you tips on how to improve your home in ways that are sustainable and environmentally friendly from a woman who transformed a mold-infested home into a green dream. Where home solutions live. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And we've been hearing it now for many, many years. Green is the big buzzword in the home improvement industry. And it's becoming very popular to think about eco-friendly improvements when you're remodeling your home. Our next guest was part of the complete renovation of a mold-infested house to becoming a green dream home. That's right. So here to tell us about what makes products green and how you can make small changes for big impact, we've got Robin Wilson, and she's a nationally recognized eco-friendly design expert and the author of The Kennedy Greenhouse. Welcome. 
Thank you so much for having me. Our pleasure. So, Robin, tell us about the Kennedy Greenhouse Project. Well, the backstory is the family, Robert F. Kennedy's family, went away to Hyannisport for their annual summer vacation. And they came back in September after Labor Day holidays to the remnants of a flood. Mm. Six inches of water still standing in their basement and toxic black mold that had climbed through the walls, up the walls, uh, up to the second level of the house. So oh, they wow. basically had a truly sick home. Well, and I guess at that point, your only option is to just take everything down and start from scratch. Well, they thought that they should try remediation uh, by using the vinegar, the bleach, the solutions that are non-toxic. Sure. And then someone suggested that they use herbicides. Well, as you know, herbicides basically kill everything. And since Robert F. Kennedy is such a, an environmentalist and contributor to safe waterways, he felt that would create a negative situation for him and for the things that he preaches. And so they ultimately said when their children were coming home uh, healthy after a vacation and then getting sick when they came back home, they realized they had to do something for the children. They um, actually moved to a neighboring house, and we began the process of first tearing down the house to put it on hydraulic stilts. Uh, the building codes in the town uh, of Bedford and Mount Kisco were so very strict that had they torn down the house, they would have been allowed to rebuild only a two-bedroom cottage. Yeah, that's that's crazy, mm. but that's the way the zoning laws work. So by essentially uh, raising the house or, or semper, uh, temporarily supporting it on stilts, uh, they were able to preserve all their zoning, I presume. That's correct. And and imagine a two-bedroom cottage with six children, pet, <laughs> yeah, parents, <be> <laughs> and friends. That would not work. So <laughs> we ended up... Uh, tearing down the lower level of the house, putting the house on hydraulic stilts, and then rebuilding the foundation to about 51 52%, and then tearing the top level down, and then ultimately rebuilding the house as a masonry structure versus the original clabbered structure. Wow, that was an amazing, an amazing project. And I guess you had lots of opportunities to go green every step of the way. So let's talk about some ways that the average person that's not facing that type of a major remodeling project can go green in their own home. What would be your top five tips? Well, I think if I did do my short list of five, you should do lighting. Um, you should definitely put in paperless drywall. Mm-hmm. Mold cannot feed on drywall without paper. Number three, you should think about flooring, um, using either reclaimed flooring, engineered flooring, or uh, bamboo. Mm-hmm. You should also, number four, think about insulation. There's so many different types today. You can consider denim insulation, which is made out of reclaimed blue jeans. I actually just sent a favorite pair of mine in to be part of denim insulation. (laughs) Yay! I couldn't just throw them out. I've loved them for years. (laughs) And then there's cellulose, which is recycled newspaper. And then uh, the third type is is soy, which goes, it's uh, sprayed on as a liquid and then it as it hardens, it expands and covers all the crevices. Plus, Dow has a new product called Tough R, which is a sheathing product that is two for one um, with insulation and sheathing built in. So it saves you money. And then the fifth item, again, if you're trying to be uh, with remodeling, um, would be your faucets and fixtures using low-flow shower heads, dual-flush toilets, uh, things that will save you uh, on water. 
and that could also involve hybrid hot water heaters, which have four to seven gallons of heated containment, and then uh, instead of a 30-gallon tank that requires a lot of energy usage. Makes a lot of sense. We're talking to Robin Wilson. She is the author of The Kennedy Greenhouse and uh, has also licensed her name to Holiday Kitchens for use on their eco-friendly line of cabinetry. What can you tell us about Holiday Kitchens, Robin? Holiday Kitchens is a wonderful company, 64-year-old, privately held company based out of Rice Lake, Wisconsin, and they have a strong commitment from top to bottom to bringing eco-friendly products into a consumer's home. Number one, you want a product that isn't going to off-gas. So when you open the boxes of cabinetry, there's no chemical smells. Mm -hmm. Number two, um, you want to make sure you have a product that has uh, low to no VOCs on the paints, no added urea formaldehyde with the plywood, and no formaldehyde adhesives. So they're committed in that level. But then at the back end, you want to make sure that the waste wood is not going um, into a negative place, like a landfill. So they actually use the chunks of wood to turn them into cutting boards. These shavings are turned into animal bedding, and the sawdust into fire starter pellets. Um, wow. Does all that effort to uh, be green in the manufacture of the cabinets drive up the cost to consumers for the products? You would love to know that this is the affordable and practically priced solution for every consumer, yet you get a lifetime warranty, and it has... Uh, they have 96 door styles at least, and that allows people to customize their kitchen the way they want to from stainless steel to maple to bamboo. Fantastic. And it's affordable and a lifetime warranty. Oh, that's great. Robin Wilson, author of The Kennedy Greenhouse, thanks so much for stopping by the Money Pit. If you'd like more tips, on the uh, Kennedy Greenhouse project, you can simply go to kennedygreenhouse.com. And if you'd like to hear more about Holiday Kitchens, their website is holidaykitchens.com. Thanks, Robin. Thanks so much. Well, in our mom's day, the stove and oven basically came in one design. But now you don't have to settle for bending and reaching when you're preparing your culinary masterpiece. We're going to help you cook up a design plan that's easy and fun to use. So stick around. You live in a body pit. The Money Pit is brought to you by Generac and the Generac Automatic Standby Generator. Be protected and never worry about power outages again. Visit your favorite home improvement center or call 888-GENERAC or visit generac.com. Your home will stay on the next time the power goes out. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And hey, are you hoping to get your car in the garage this winter? Well, if so, you better start organizing now, and our prize can help. It's the gear kit from Gladiator Garage Works. It's got 32 inches of track and all the hooks you need to get your stuff off the floor in the garage and perhaps make just a bit more room to squeeze that car in. It's worth almost 40 bucks. Going to go out to one caller that reaches us with their home improvement question at one eight 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 Money Pit. 
That's right. Pick up the phone and give us a call. Let us know what you're working on because we'd love to give you a hand. You know, maybe you're thinking about renovating your kitchen. If you are, try to think about safety when you're putting together your design plans. You know, back in our parents' and our grandparents' day, the stove and the oven basically came attached. But now you don't have to settle for your grandparents' kitchen. You know, as long as you're renovating, think about mounting your oven in the wall. This way you're not going to have to bend or stretch. Good point. You can even choose an oven with a door that swings open from the side like a microwave. That will allow you to get closer when you take foods in and out. And you won't have to lean across the hot door to test a cake or baste a turkey. Now for your cooktop, think about installing it on an island. Then you'll be able to reach it from both sides. A few design changes like that will help you cook up comfort and fun along with your meals. 888-666-3974. Give us a call right now with your home improvement question. All right, now we've got Chris in Texas who's dealing with some wood paneling. What can we do for you today? It's a house of 1985, and it okay. was more of a, a man's home, so it's got all this wood paneling all around the house. And it's in my family room. And um, with the, the oak paneling, they also have um, molding that makes it kind of look like a picture frame in mm-hmm. certain spots you know, all around the, all around the room. And I would like to take off the molding so it's a, a flat panel, and I'd like to do some um, textured walls with mud kind of thing. Do I need to have to take off all the wood paneling, or can I put some kind of a, a primer and then put mud on there and do the textured walls or what? Hmm. I'm just wondering about the adhesion level with the paneling. Yeah, I don't think you're going to be able to do any kind of textured paint on top of the paneling. I do, however, think that you could prime it and you could paint it, um, but you're not going to be able to do anything that has a thickness to it because the paneling is going to be too flexible and it will crack and it will fall off. Right. So I probably need to take off the paneling first and then yeah, That would be the over. safest way to do it. Now, it may not be that big of a deal. What I would do is try to see if the paneling can come off easily, and hopefully it's not glued. If it's not glued, then it comes off pretty pretty easily. You may find that underneath the drywall was never taped, and in that case, you'll have to tape the seams because that was very common in the 70s to just put it right on top of drywall without taping it first. And you know what, Chris? The, um, the molding frames that you're describing on these walls, that's actually a really fun way to add some sort of architectural style to a space. So if you find that it's going to be just a huge undertaking to get rid of the paneling and too much work to start from scratch, you might want to think about painting the base of the paneling one color, like the say the room color, then doing the molding in the frames like in a bright white, and then inside that frame molding doing a really fun vintage wall covering or some sort of textured paper or rice paper, and then putting in you know a collection of plates or artwork or something in there to really focus on that. I kind of thought about that too. So if I do have to paint it, I have to do like a... a te- um what do you call it, a primer? You would have to prime. To paint over it? Mm-hmm. Yes, you absolutely want to prime first because primer is the glue that makes the paint stick. Okay. All right. Well, that's great. I appreciate it. You're very welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. Going to talk to Gino in New Jersey about keeping the water out of the house and keeping the inside nice and dry. What's going on at your Money Pit? Well, we've got a couple of holes in the in the walls of our family room. And when it rains hard, we get uh, drainage in there. How do these holes get there, Gino? Don't know. Don't, <laughs> I, I, I think animals uh, munch their way through. Oh, okay. And what I, what I did, I put some foam there, some of that expanding mm-hmm. foam. Right. And that seemed to work okay, except 
I see water seeping in again, hmm. and I see little chips, little yellow chips. So either the chipmunk or whatever it is is munching away on it. But I'm wondering what's what's the best way to put a fix on these two. All right, well, uh, first of all, what kind of siding do you have? Well, Jesus, the siding is is concrete. So the holes are in the concrete? Yeah. All right. Then the foam that you put in there is fine, but what you'll find is that that foam does not hold up to the to the sun's ultraviolet rays, so it breaks down. So what you really need here is to use an epoxy patching compound. It's a cement patching material that has epoxy in it that adheres very, very well. If they're deep holes, it's okay to use the expandable foam to kind of take up some of the space in that hole. And then but coat the, over it. Right, but the top coat should be uh, an epoxy compound, epoxy patching compound. Very good. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Well, old houses are great. They've got their charm and their wonderful architectural details, but refurbishing them takes some extra care. So up next, we're going to have some ideas for dealing with layers of paint on those lovely plaster walls. Stick around. Pick up the telephone, fix up your home sweet home by calling 888-MONEY-PIT. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. You know, in less than a month, summer is going to be over. Oh, maybe, no. I know. I can't even believe it. Now, maybe you missed your chance for a getaway this year, but you've still got time to enjoy a vacation in your own backyard. That's right. I'm calling it a staycation. And if you want tips on how to do that, you can visit moneypit.com to check out our ideas for staycation solutions, including decor ideas, patio scaping ideas, deck care, deck maintenance, and more. It's all online at moneypit.com slash staycation. That's right. And while you're there, you can shoot Tom and I an email, just like Peter in Brooklyn did, who writes, we just purchased an apartment. All right, congratulations. The plaster walls and wood moldings in the bedroom have many layers of paint on them, which is cracking and peeling in a lot of places. Should I use a paint stripper on the moldings? They are so covered with paint that they have a clumpy look. Or would it be cheaper and easier in the long run simply to remove the old ones and put new ones in place? The old ones are nice, but not necessarily irreplaceable. Hmm, good point. Well, that is the question. It is, shall you strip it or replace it? It's a boatload of work to strip it. Plus, if it's really old like that, no doubt you've got some lead paint involved and you've got to be very, very careful handling that stuff these days. And even if you tear them down, you still could have lead dust that gets released to the air. So no matter what you do, you've got to be careful of the lead situation. As far as whether or not you strip them or not, I will say that you could do a test in one area, perhaps see how difficult it is to remove the paint. If it comes off reasonably simply, you can keep going. If not, I think I might think about removing them. Personally, I hate stripping paint. I mean, it's just yeah, one of I those projects that's just really difficult to do. Paint is so easy to put on and just so hard to get off. But mm-hmm. who knows? You might get lucky. And if it comes off with a product like Rock Miracle, which is an excellent mm-hmm. paint stripper, maybe you continue. Yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of in the mindset to take off the old, put up something really special. You can get, you know, already primed moldings that are, you know, a pretty good height. It's kind of interesting, you know, in Brooklyn apartments, you really get a historical aspect. So you can go with something, you know, six, eight, 12 inches high as far as a crown molding goes and really make something special. And if you're not the best at mitering the corners, you can still find moldings that have, you know, these special corner pieces that sort of 
go over the two straight runs that would meet in the corner to make it look as if you've mitered it and given it a little bit of extra depth. So I would think about replacing if in the long run stripping seems like a problem because I, I don't want to do that either. <laughs> you know, there are some of those uh, pre uh, manufactured moldings like uh, I think Simply Crown is one of them mm-hmm. that that are made out of foam. Mm-hmm. And, and they look the fantastic. Cool, yeah, the cool thing is they do look like wood when you're all done. I mean, you really can't tell the difference, but you put them up, not with nails, not with screws, but with caulk with because caulk. they're so light. They hold in place. Yeah, it's really amazing. So whatever you choose, congratulations on your new Brooklyn apartment. I'm sure it's already doubled in its value. Well, as you look around your kitchen, do you sense that it's missing a little something? What about your bathroom? Has it lost its sparkle? Fortunately, there is a quick, easy, and cheap way to bring new life into these spaces. Leslie has a handle on it on today's edition of Leslie's Last Word. That's right. Knobs, pulls, handles, whatever you choose to call them. They're a fun, inexpensive way to add new life to old cabinets and furniture. And there are literally thousands of shapes, styles, and sizes. So you can make a traditional kitchen seem more modern. You can take a bathroom from boring to bright. You can even change the pulls from your hand-me-down furniture pieces so that they get a whole new look without stripping, sanding, staining, or painting. Heck, if you want to go the extra mile, go ahead and paint. Spray paint goes a long, long way to making a new piece of furniture look really fantastic. So get creative. Don't be afraid to mix and match styles and have fun with these easy hands-on one-day projects. You're going to love it and it's going to make a big difference. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. We hope that we've made some difference in your home improvement projects by making them simpler, more fun, maybe a little easier to accomplish. Coming up next week on the Money Pit, summer will soon come to a close, and those lazy days are going to end. We're going to help you create your fall maintenance checklist and help you stick to it as well. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. You live in a Money Pit.